Hello and welcome back to another live episode of the Talking Dairy podcast coming to you from the 2023 Mystery Creek Field Days. My name is Ben Chapman-Smith. I'm the host of Talking Dairy. We all know that during this current period of increased farm costs and high inflation, it's become more challenging for farmers to stay on top of budgets and maintain profitability. I'm joined today by two Waikato dairy farmers who will be sharing their experience of managing the profit squeeze, how it's affected them and how they're coping. Our first guest is Bryce Anderton, who owns a farm not far from here in Tiro. And our second guest is Alicia Broomfield, who's recently moved from 50-50 share milking to farm ownership in Te Aroha. Are you still in Te Aroha? A little bit up the road <laughs> in Morrinsville. Ah, okay, cool. You may well have seen Alicia in the news lately. Actually, she won Share Farmer of the Year at the Waikato Dairy Industry Awards before going on to place runner-up in the Nationals. Bryce and Alicia, thank you so much for joining me no, today. Good, good to be here. Good to be here. Good stuff. Yep. Alicia, in your time dairy farming, have you encountered anything similar to what we're going through at the moment? So I'm a bit fresher to farming than Bryce and been full-time farming six years. So I brought my cows in 2019 and since that time the payout's actually gone up each year. So I've just been riding that wave. But I was working for Dairy NZ and in the support sector in 13 and 14 when it opened at 8 bucks and then dropped to 440 and then down to 390. So I saw the real toll that had on farmers, even though it wasn't directly affecting me. Yeah, sure. What about you, Bryce, and your time farming over the last three decades? Yeah, no, to be honest, I've seen this sort of cycle a number of times. Probably most notably was the 2007-2008 year where had a rapid rise in commodity prices and milk price went really high. Fertiliser costs went way up, fuel, feed, everything went really crazy. And then, of course, the GFC hit straight after that and everything. Well, the milk price went down very quickly, but the other costs didn't come down quite so quickly. So it's similar, except thankfully this time, you know, the milk price is holding up a lot better. So that's something to be very be very thankful about. So I think, yeah, we've, we've definitely seen this several times in the past, but yeah, probably the most notable was 15 years ago. Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah. Alicia, what have been the biggest impacts on your farm business of the, uh, the current economic environment? Yeah, so as you said, we just signed up our first farm at Christmas time. Congratulations. Yeah, since then the payouts just kept dropping. So I got a bit worried with the first payout drop and I went to the bank and I said, hey, are we still all good for this farm? And they just said, don't worry, we've done your budgets way lower than that. We've done really conservative budgets and communicated a lot. So that's been really helpful for both of us, you know, peace of mind for me and the bank understanding where we're at. Mm, Sure. How about you, Bryce? Yeah, probably the biggest impact for us over the last season has probably been those rapid rise in interest rates. Been has been a real shock to the system. We, 12 months ago, we bought some extra land, so we've, our debt loading has gone, gone right back up again and certainly weren't expecting yeah, that rapid, steep increase in interest rates. So um, I guess probably in hindsight, perhaps we should have seen it coming as always. Always, yeah, 2020 vision in, in hindsight. But, yeah, with, you know... Reckless government spending and um, Reserve Bank took their eye off the ball, pumping all that money in. I suppose, yeah, it was always going to happen, I guess. That has hit us quite hard, the rapid rise in interest rates with that new debt we've taken on. So that has been something that we've been um, 
having to uh, deal with. Um, probably we're not so exposed to the rise in fuel and feed and fertiliser costs quite so much because we, we run a, a quite a low-cost, low-input system, so we're not quite as exposed with those particular inputs yeah, in our system. Are there any actions that you have taken? So, yeah, it's been two or three things that have really helped us over the last season. One was um, we've been using the fixed milk price system. We've been using that to really smooth out the seasons. Probably the previous two seasons before that, we probably lost a little bit of money with the fixed milk price locking that in. But certainly this past season, we, we had a big gain. And it's just good to better smooth out those seasons using that. So we're definitely a big fan of that. Also, too, with our uh, interest rates as well, we were able to fix in some money two years ago when the rates were quite low. So that's definitely helped us through having that portion fixed in at quite a good rate. And I think the other thing too that's really helped us is uh, with very high fertilizer prices, we've, we've been using a, a waste product, which has been a much cheaper way of getting our, our NPKS fertilizer on, our nutrients on. So that's definitely helped us with our fertilizer bills. So yeah, so those things have really helped us in the last 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Alicia, what about you? Yeah, so people probably get sick of hearing this, but we just try and nail the basics. So all the little one percenters that I talk about, keeping our animals healthy, managing the pasture right, doing the right things at the right time, back fencing. We've done gone through pretty much every line in the budget with, you know, taking on this huge amount of debt and we've stripped out what we can. Some of the other things we've done is moved to sire proving. So um, we've got cheaper semen and still getting quality animals through that, which has saved us about over 5,000 on each farm. We've been rearing less heifers, so just keeping the real top heifers and doing them better. And we have a discussion about everything we do. So I was always share milking in my own right, and now I'm farm owner with my partner. So we actually talk about everything that's happening rather than one of us being in the house and, you know, on the computer or paying the bills <laughs> and one of us doing the farm work. We're actually both doing the farm work. So we have to talk about what we want. And James is a lot better at me than quoting because I hate ringing people and asking for the best deal. So he's good <laughs> at that. Um, and then we just try and be really organised. So like with calf shavings, if we're a month out, then we're getting a good price. If at the last minute we're trying to get our calf shavings in the shed, we've just got to take whatever price and whatever product we can get. So just really trying, we've got a wall planner and what things are coming up and yeah. Yeah, excellent. What's your advice for other farmers feeling the pinch right now? Uh, so, yeah, those things, get back to the basics, be organised. Another one for me is what is truly essential versus what is nice to have. So we talk about tech and we don't have a lot of tech because we're so hands-on on farm. That's something we'd love to have in the future and we see great value in it. But for us right now, it's not something we need to run the farm on a daily basis. So it's an area we can save. And then a question for people is, is your marginal milk actually making a margin? So all of these things that you're putting in, have they got dollars dropping out the other end? It's a question I'd ask farmers. <laughs> yeah, good. Fantastic. <laughs> what about you, Bryce? What advice would you have for any farmers feeling the pinch at the moment? Well, just from a personal level, um, you know, we've found over the last 30 years running a traditional low-cost, low-input system, you know, has really given us really strong profits over, you know, over a whole range of payouts. 
and, um, you know, the lower stocking rates, trying to feed cows with what you're growing on farm, uh, not being reliant so much on board and feed. Um, still doing good per cow production, so we're still trying to feed the cows well and using things like chicory to transfer spring surplus growth into into the summer and autumn in, in a cheap way rather than making lots of silage. Yeah, so we've just found yeah, over a number of years that, that that's really helped us generate profits uh, consistently uh, over a wide range of conditions and it's just taken out, yeah, just a whole lot of um, those external factors that can play havoc when you're reliant on, on bringing in yeah, a whole lot of feed. And, yeah, so I'd really encourage people, you know, to not be afraid to pull back on stock numbers and de-intensify because, you know, it is a good way to go. It's definitely worked for us, given us a sustainable, uh, resilient system, and we've definitely benefited from that over the last 30 years for sure. Yeah, excellent, yep. excellent. Yep. Alicia, how important has cost control been in your business growth? Quite important. If you want to buy a farm, you have to <laughs> be into that. So um, I've always been quite a saver and always kind of analysed the numbers. But the industry awards gave me a really great opportunity to go through each part of the business and look at where I was doing well and areas that could be improved. So for the dairy-based financials, it came up that I was slightly lower in milk production. So I admit that. But I was higher in profit and lower across the board in every expense area, which was really cool because you don't really know the results till the accountant gives them to you. And then the key area which I described as our competitive advantage was that our supplement was way down. It's like a third of the spend that other farmers have and other share milkers in the Waikato. So when you take that for a share milker the same size as me, which was 250 cows, we were making 50000 more a year. So you take that to the bank and they do love you for it. And, you know, four years share milking, that's two hundred grand more that I had than the average Waikato share milker. So that was a real great starting point. And when I went on to win the financials at Waikato and Nationals, that really gave the bank confidence in what we were doing. And I could prove all those, you know, talk about my costs to every degree and... Yeah, really helped get us across the line on the farm deal. Yeah, nice. Bryce, what's your approach to cost control and what role does it play in your business? Yeah, I think, yeah, much like Alicia, you know, <laughs> being really focused and disciplined is absolutely key. Always asking the question, you know, is this cost vital to, you know, the sustainability of my business? Um, you know, is this cost a necessity? You know, is this cost going to really generate a real profit once you take into account all the other associated costs that take those into consideration, you know, is that really going to give me a real profit? You know, do I really need, you know, the meal feeders going when I've got ample feed out in the paddock? You know, if I'm a share milker, for instance, do I really need that new tractor or new ute? Or is this really going to be helping me achieve my goals in the, in the longer term, you know, building up equity so I can buy that first farm, you know? So it's just been really focused and disciplined, you know, Buying a, a farm or progressing has never been easy. You know, it's always been a challenge. So, yeah, the ones who are focused, disciplined, persevere through those hard times, they're the ones who normally um, end up reaping the, the rewards. So, yeah, that's my philosophy on that one. So, <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just a final question for you both. You know, for any farmers feeling the pressure, 
who are unsure of how to get through the the current profit squeeze, do you have any go-to tools or resources that you'd recommend or things that have worked well for you? Yeah, I think just peddling it back a little bit, it's really important to know what you want in five and 10 years because we were really focused on getting our own farm. So we're not really thinking about this year. We're thinking about what our farm's going to look like in 10 years' time, which really helps kind of take the pressure off Mm. right now and just spread it across the next 10 years because there'll be great years and, you know, at the moment it's not as great. So that's the key thing for us. And my partner and I are always talking about the business and that kind of thing. And I've got a few farming peers that I share my financials with, which is quite hard to yep. share that yep. stuff with your friends. Yep. Um, and But people I trust that I share it with, and then we can kind of have those conversations and let off a bit of steam when things are a bit tougher. In terms of software, I use Figured, which is the accounting software that I've chosen. And in this, we've got the sheer milking business and the farm we've purchased. In multi-farm, I can look at each one individually and I can run reports on the sheer milking business and compare that to other sheer milking jobs. And then the farm, I can ask Bryce for his details and compare to him (laughs) down the track. Um, And then I can look at the two together in the consolidated report which means I can go to the bank and say, hey, this needs to be our overdraft till whatever period, how much we need. And then we can kind of get a feel of how much we'll need then and when we can start paying back money. So that's all consolidated together, which is awesome. If anyone's really, really struggling, I'm happy for them to get in touch and reach out. If I might not be able to help them, I might be able to, but point them in the right direction. And yeah, we're all in this together. So (laughs) That's really cool, yeah. It's cool. How about you, Bryce? Yeah, I just, I think Alicia's really nailed it, really. You know, um, you know, just surrounding yourself with people who, who are positive and, you know, are, are wanting to achieve their goals, it, it really does rub off on you. So it's always great to surround people, yourself with people like that. You know, I'm a great believer in going to discussion groups and getting out and seeing other farms, seeing what other people are doing, talking with other farmers. It's so often, you know, you've People are in the same boat and you feel so much better, you know, if there's mud everywhere or it's a big drought. Yeah, you, everyone's in the same boat and it really does um, make things seem a lot easier to deal with when you, you know, had that in, in mind. Just bouncing ideas off other farmers is always so, is so valuable. But, yeah, I can't really emphasise enough, you know, keeping your eye on the, on, on the big picture is so vital, not getting caught up in, in short-term thinking, not being discouraged by short-term setbacks, you know, because we all go through those, you know, we all go through tough times, but you just got to remind yourself to persevere, things will come right. And as I said before, you know, just stay in it for the long haul and, and you'll get those rewards. Try and have a life outside of the farm as well, be involved with, with different things, you know, be prepared to serve your community in some way is always a great thing to, you know, to stay mentally um, fresh and um, for, you know, mental health and that sort of things. Always keeping things in perspective. You know, I know personally I, I play quite a bit of squash three times a week. That really helps me get off the farm. I'm involved in, in church. That's always a great thing. You know, yeah, that's the ultimate big picture, obviously. Yeah, thinking about eternity. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, people, just enjoy your farming. You know, it's a great life. Just enjoy it. We're so blessed to live in this country and the, the best farming land in the world. And what a great thing it is that we can yeah, get to enjoy the farm in, the, in this area. So it's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what a great conversation. <laughs> hey, thank you both so much. Yep. That was brilliant. A lot You're of welcome. gems in there. And I'm 
yeah, looking forward to being able to publish this and let our, our wider audience listen to what you had to say. So yeah. thank you so much. No, and I really hope you great. enjoy the rest of your day here at Field Days. Yeah. No, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. And I just want to say a quick thank you to all of you who listen and subscribe to this podcast, both here in New Zealand and overseas. At DairyNZ, we're really grateful for your support, your feedback, and your new ideas for podcasts. And on that note, please don't be shy to drop me a line if you have any fresh ideas at talkingdairy at dairynz.co.nz. Catch you next time.